our thanks to Indio Technologies for sponsoring this podcast. Indio is a white labeled solution that provides agents and brokers with the tools they need to enhance their client experience and maybe most importantly, improve operational inefficiencies. You know, one of the things that I, I think is a competitive advantage, Steve, for agencies that use Indio is their employees, they now get to have this very modern looking slick UI that feels today. It's not some old agency management system. It's not some paper forms. So by the very nature of the product, you can increase employee engagement, you can increase retention, and your overall perception of the technology that's there increases. I just There are so many different ways that it assists the agency. Well, and that's such a, a key thing to look at, especially when we talk about the changing consumer and their expectations. So uh, if you'd like to learn more about Indio, you can go to their website at www.useindio.com slash podcast. And there you'll be able to register for a one-on-one -on -one demo and see for yourself how that might work for your agency. Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Hello, I'm Steve Anderson, and this is the Digital Broker Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Deeds. Up, Hello, Steve? Ryan. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Good. So today we're going to talk about customer experience and what that actually really means. And to kind of set the stage, I want to talk about a little bit of a story. I have a presentation that I've done probably for 10 years, maybe more titles, various titles, but always, but talking about customer service in the internet age or customer service in today's marketplace, or, you know, what does customer service look like? And I have frankly come to the conclusion that insurance agents don't need to provide customer service anymore. Customer service is the minimum expectation what we really need, should be talking about and I think should be working toward is creating a great customer experience. Help me understand. You know, as we as we talk through some of these terms, we try to break them down because the, everybody who hears customer experience has a different viewpoint of what that means, right? And, and so in the, the context of this conversation, define what you believe customer experience means. How does your agency make a prospect or client feel about the agency? Okay. 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 And probably the best way I can help try and at least explain it is with a story. And this is a personal story. Karen and I, well, we live here in Nashville and we, I don't know, a couple months ago, went to the Thoroughbred Theater over in Cool Springs, big, huge megaplex out of 20 screens. And they had gone over, uh, been working on a huge renovation for a long time. So first time since the full renovation was done. So we went there, went online to get tickets and actually reserved a seat uh -huh. in the theater. And they had this dine-in theater option. Hmm. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. And so bought tickets, went there, sat down, and these are, you know, lazy boy recliner seats with a kind of a big swing out tabletop. Guy came around with a menu and we could order food, we could order wine or beer, we could 
popcorn, and they ordered it and then brought it to our seats. And if you know we needed more, there was a button we could push, and somebody would come and and uh, fulfill our you know, order again. And movie started. We reclined back. Um, Karen discovered that she loved their roasted Brussels sprouts. <laughs> now, when has the last time you've been to a movie theater with roasted Brussels sprouts? Be never. <laughs> and I was just so intrigued because to me it's an example of how businesses need to change because movie theaters' competition now is so big. Well, and in my mind, the competition is 60-inch flat-screen right. TVs. That's right. And, and Why should I that. leave my comfortable family room, TV room, drive somewhere, park, get tickets, go inside, because I have a different experience? Right. Now, I know people listening to this are going to say, well, what can I do in an agency? That's crazy. I can't. But I think make it's a Brussels great... sprouts. Right, right. But but to explain what I mean by experience sure. is that people, frankly, will forget what you do and how you do it, but how you make them feel, they will not forget. And we've done this a lot. And what we called it was relationship building, and it is. So I'm not saying no. But it's thinking about it in a different way. And I feel like in some cases we may have gotten away from that. Well, so, I, I love the analogy because I think, you know, when you think of maybe the traditional theater, you know, back in the 90s or early 2000s, that's a sticky floor. And, you know, maybe it's not super clean. It's definitely not posh. You're lucky. You know, it's it's the big screen is why you're there. And so, you know, if you can draw a correlation to where is your insurance agency in the, the, the maturity of a theater perspective, is it like going to, you know, some five screen um, dumpy theater that's in a strip mall? The dollar movie. The, the, the dollar movie, right? right? Is that what the experience is like <clears throat> for a typical consumer dealing with your agency? Or is it this upscale, you know, you're getting all the different things that surround the experience to bring it in together to make it more compelling to do business with you? Exactly. I, and, I, and I love that because that is a very tangible um, goal to try to attain. Now, obviously, to, like you said, to translate, you know, roasted Brussels sprouts and recliner <laughs> chairs into the service components for the insurance space – that, that's a very different thing. So let me tell you another story um, to kind of highlight, I think, how I hope listeners will view this. So again, Karen and I, personal story, Karen and I flew out to Phoenix, Arizona. We were going to a conference. We had a room at the downtown Phoenix Sheridan Convention Center. And this was uh, just after Sheridan and Marriott had announced they were going to merge. And so I didn't have a frequent, you know, stay rewards right sign up so i signed that up you know a month or two before we went went there checked in our room it was early afternoon we hadn't had lunch so we've got our stuff upstairs went down and had something to eat when i came back on the credenza in our room was a little it was a, a plate with a a small maybe cupcake maybe a little bit bigger cupcake size cake and on it it said happy birthday had a little candle in it and there was a note 
envelope with a note, you know, Mr. Steve Anderson. So I opened it up and note basically said, hey, thank you for your loyalty, which surprised me because I didn't think I was very loyal sure, yet. Sure. Right. Thank you for your loyalty. You know, we appreciate you choosing the Sheridan Phoenix Grand to, to stay with. And we just wanted to uh, wish you a happy birthday. So I was impressed. Sure. How does that make you feel? Sure. And I started thinking about it. And what really started impressing me was that the Sheridan had a process in place. And I think this is where agencies can start thinking. So, one, I'm geeky enough that I literally took the note and I held it up to the light to see if it was actually handwritten. Actually handwritten. <laughs> right. And I'm pretty sure it was. Right. Either that or a really, 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 really good <laughs> laser printer. Right. Um, um, so I think it was handwritten. So think about this now. They knew my birthday, had my profile, but somehow they knew I checked in. Again, computer, sure. right? Knew I checked in. I have no illusions that they baked that little cake for me. Right. So in the kitchen, somebody must have said we need 10, 15, 50, I don't know, cakes today right. for birthdays for people that are coming in. They got the cake. They got somebody to write this letter out because I'm convinced it was handwritten. Even if they followed the script, sure. I don't care. And they married those two things up, had somebody bring up in my room and had it there for me, what, to experience something different. They took advantage of the touch point too, right? They did. I mean, so I... And so as we draw this back tactically, mm -hmm. you know, I think, again, when we talk customer experience so often, an agency kind of gets steer in the headlights because it's so hard to figure out what that looks like for us. Now that we know that it's enhanced services, it, it's bringing stuff together that makes sense in a way, it's having processes in place to be able to deliver that consistently, you know, can we break different components of customer service down? You know, so one that I heard there was they had a process, like you said, for that touch point when the person's birthday came up. From the insurance agency perspective, you know, I don't feel like we have a really good understanding of all the different places where we could provide touch points to our clients. So right. let me give you an example. Do it. I call it a welcome process. Mm -hmm. So you tech guy, yep. right? You download a new app on your phone. First time you touch that new app, what happens? Typically it comes up a little wizard walks me through something. Wizard walks you through something. Why? To help me make sure I can leverage it to be valuable to me. So you learn as fast as possible what the app is going to do for right. you because they know that if you don't do that, you're never going to use it. You're never going to use it, and then it's going to be deleted, and right. they've lost the the potential there. So a lot of agencies. So let's think about a new client, and you know we'll we'll start with personal lines. Sure. Think about a new client. A lot of agencies do. Hey, a new welcome to our agency letter. That's great. That's one touch point. What if you could have nine touches over 90 days? How would that change the experience that the customer has with your agency? So, for example, that first welcome letter, absolutely do it, maybe from the president. But then have another maybe letter, maybe email, maybe something else. I don't know what. Could be multiple communication types. 
Another letter says, hey, I know you bought your auto and homeowners with us, but we wanted to remind you of all the other products and services that we provide. Because, you know, if somebody needs their home insured. And they wrap it around convenience. Yeah. Right? Hey, we want to make this convenient as possible. Mm -hmm. We see that we only have your auto. We'd love to give you a one-call shop. Right. right. So it's about how they word that too. Correct. Right? Yeah. And and some of it might be just education at sure. that point. We can follow up with, uh, yeah, we'd like to quote what we don't have uh, later. Another touch point could be, hey, we wanted to let you know our processes. Right. Meaning, if you have a claim, here's what you're going to need to know. If you have a billing question, here's who to contact. If you have any other needs, here, I mean, identify, and it could be just one sheet, right? Or an email with some links. But again, another touch point. I think that's a great – I mean, I think when you think – and so in each agency, you have specific risks that may be only pertinent to your geographic area. When I was running IT in Florida for an insurance agency, hurricanes were the thing. Oh, yeah. We spent so much time thinking about hurricanes, and we were pretty good about – Hurricane's coming. Send out a notice to the client. Let them understand. Here's the carriers. Here's the stuff. We have cash on hand, right? If you need money, come to us. If their power's out, no ATM, we'll give you some cash, you know, based on the trust. Those were easy to kind of conceptualize as customer service, Mm -hmm. right? But I think that, you know, we took time to say, okay, these are the things that might provide value during times of extreme duress that we can help. So if the agencies, just like you had indicated, can kind of map out those nine touch points, you know, now obviously that takes some operational skill and, Mm -hmm. you know, but if they can, then they can start to wrap those feelings around it, Mm -hmm. right? But the, the, the initial process of that customer experience is where are we supposed to touch the client? Do we have an indication? Are we touching too much? Right. right? Could be. Because maybe I don't want nine touches <clears throat> from you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I do, especially if it's really valid to me specifically, right? Right. But is there a way that we can gauge that? Um, but yeah, I really, I, I, I like that. So here's one idea. And again, um, this agency does this for larger homeowners, so high net worth, right? So there's there's more revenue there. But one of their touches, usually... About two months later, six weeks later, uh, after they first become a client, they actually have a company that has a service that mails out a box. And it's a pretty big box, nice. right? U.S. Postal Service. And come home, right? Open the box and a helium balloon pops out with a big thank you on it <laughs> That's cool. tied to a box of chocolates. Yeah. Just a little pop. A little pop. Hey, thanks for being our client. Yeah. Now think about that. How does that make you feel? Is that, is that the birthday cake kind of idea? That's right. And who are they going to tell? Yeah. You'll never believe what my insurance agent sent me today. Right. And do you get a picture on Snapchat or, or on Instagram? Instagram or Facebook, Facebook or... Right. That talks about the, the different... So now they're explaining your differentiation, right? Correct. You're not out there promoting it. I mean, right. I, I think that that is the key is defining where those touch points are, how we can then... Just and it's not like you're doing huge things, you know. You you have to just be purposeful about how you're doing it and figure out what will resonate. Yeah, and there are, there are actually a couple of services that that I'm aware of that not the balloon, right? But will uh, send out brownies sure. or cookies or uh, you know a, a ten dollars Starbucks gift card or right. So there's there's lots of 
potential ways to make that kind of touch. Right. Those touches, which are kind of your you're, you're, you're making a transactional touch, possibly a memorable touch. Correct. Right. That's a great way to phrase it. And so that's one segment of what we deal with because we do have transactional touches. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Then another big component that I see for businesses is helping them understand what we have done for them and the net gain that they've received from us. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's actually something that you might create, like uh, if it was a portal. And and again, I'm I'm with Steve on the whole. Don't go out and create a portal today if you don't know how valuable that portal will be. But what we've seen great success with is if we can show our claims history as some kind of cool graphic thing, our clients log into that a lot. Mm-hmm. That changes their customer experience with us. They learn something that they wouldn't know without us. And it makes it sticky. That's right. That makes it right? sticky. That whole retention idea of, you know, right. here's what we can provide that's, that's different. And it's, it's creating that experience because it's actually helping them in their own internal management and getting better visibility into their organization. And what you bring to the table for them in a way that you're not having to push it on them. Right. I mean, you, if they are asking for it and you can deliver it and then they're logging into it, now you've got some real – you start to reduce your worry because when an, when another agent comes in and says, hey, we want your business, they can say, well, they do this, they do that, they do this for us. Mm-hmm. you know, And, and that's a, worth something. Oh, it's a, worth a ton. Right. It'll keep business. And, and I remember when um, self-service portals were really first coming out. And self-service certificates, especially in the trucking industry, I was told over and over again that those trucking accounts, because they could do their own certificates whenever they needed them, price was almost taken off the table. Because of convenience. Because of convenience, right? And And any other agency that didn't or wouldn't provide that, there wasn't even an a consideration or right. an option. So I think those are the things that you want. So that experience is a bit squishy. Right. It's uh, There's not like a concrete cake that you can just make that's going to work for everybody. Correct. Right? And there, and the ingredients may be all over the place. For us, what, I, what, I, what I've seen is, you know, it may be an amalgam of different solutions you have in your organization to build a the cake that that customer and that client or that segment needs, but you at least have to have the capabilities internally to be able to deliver and make that cake. Yeah, no question. And I, you know, so kind of back, so onboarding, mm-hmm. right? And by the way, some of that, some of those touches should just be a phone call. But that should be defined, right? You, I mean, right. you should be able to say, okay, if we are a personalized client, what are the traditional touches that we have? Oh, we have two touches. Well, if you have two touches, that's a really hard thing to build a customer experience on. Right. Because that means that you're making that client only think about you twice. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And where's the loyalty? Where's the buy-in? Where's that emotional hit that you might get? Yep. So, you know, I think for, you've got to <clears throat> define those touches for the different processes that you have, right? Mm-hmm. That's the first step. And then from there, you try to wrap in your balloons, right? Right around those transactions. Around those transactions. Then on the other side of it, you say, "What capabilities can we provide?" And that's where things get really muddy, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody can, if most folks can get the process in place to get balloons, if 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 that's the right. deal, it's those other capabilities that get a little sketchy. Yeah, and. And I, I guess my advice would be don't worry about those others right now. If you get the easy stuff in, 
the vast majority of agents that I've dealt with and talked to aren't doing anything. Right. No, absolutely. They're not doing anything. Well, they don't even, I think in a lot of cases, they don't have the touch points down right. yet. And if you don't have the touch points down, that would be the challenge for today, you mm-hmm. know, is to evaluate your renewal process and see if all your team understands what those touch points are. Right. And the touch points are going to be different. You know, for example, a PL, different personal type. lines yeah, and different levels of personal sure, lines. Sure, if you're right? high net worth. If you're high net worth, that's a whole different yeah. thing in Convenience terms of con- there. Yeah. Convenience and trust. Yeah. Right? Um, and it may be, again, uh, uh, dripping out information. Right. You said the hurricane in Florida, mm-hmm. big deal, could be tornadoes in the Midwest, could be wildfires, mudslides in the West, could be right. I think almost every area has something, some, something that they could use as a touch point right. as appropriate for different seasons. You know, in the north, it could be ice um, dams and, you know, frozen pipes and some of those kinds of things. So. There are lots of opportunities there. Uh, but you if you'll get just, into a room and you got to discuss you gotta, that you, stuff. And, and my recommendation is do a first draft, get yeah. something out, start it. Your point earlier, maybe it's too many. Maybe we back off some. Maybe we change some. Maybe. Well, I think if you have the emotional component that you're talking about, right, if the touches come with – if it's not transparent to the consumer that you are only doing it for revenue – Mm-hmm. Right. If it's more obfuscated than that, if it's more subtle than that, if it's that feeling is genuine, that's where you get by. Yeah, and so absolutely. I think that <clears throat> thoughtfulness in those is a much different situation than, just, you know, if you just send in mass stuff out there. Right. So, I mean, I think that that's a critical component is figuring out what works for those segments, making sure that it makes sense. And it's going to drive that emotional feeling that you have, because I think that that creates sticky business. Well, and here's a here's an idea that I've seen a couple agencies do for small commercial or even mid-market where the agency actually promotes the business mm-hmm. either internally to their own clients sure. or on their website, sure. right? So again, we're helping you build your business, not just taking your money. Well, and I think <laughs> it's like you said earlier. I mean, I think that there will be a transition to some extent – uh, in an earlier podcast, we talked about this. Where are you? How are you going to replace some of the 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 money that you're going to lose v- with commission volume down the stretch? The business tools that you may bring in that your client needs that may be customer experience, and the insurance is the stuff that 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 is driving some of that. But but really, you're wrapping that insurance in this whole package. Of goodness, if mm-hmm. you can, if you can figure out how it makes sense for each segment. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Um, and so I think there's lots of opportunity here in terms of thinking differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and just some of the other, I mean, I, I I suspect most people will think of these, but claims experience all day. I mean, I, all day. I mean, again, what are the processes in place? And do they know that before? Do, have you articulated how easy it is and how you advocate for them and how you're going to coddle your client? You know, I mean, if that's something that you can do scalable. Right. You know? Right. So I know your Crichton group has a claims advocate. Right? We do. We do. I mean, you know, we have in, in our claim that we have four. Four. And they're, yeah. and they're rabid. <laughs> <laughs> they keep more clients probably than anybody else because the tangible benefit of buying insurance, it, it, for the most part today, I take a loss. I want my loss to be resolved. Yes. Right. If, if your agency impedes that, 
you're not going to retain that business. Or, or doesn't help. That's right. It, I mean, it doesn't even point? have to impede. If, right. if you just stand back, oh, that's the insurance company. That's right. You're missing a, a, huge, a huge opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. Absolutely. So that claims experience, not a good experience. So what are some of the touches that you can do? You know, claim reported. Was, you know, adjuster assigned. Um, additional information. I mean, what what is it that you can do? Now, again, I know some people are thinking, I, I'm already buried. Well, what's your value? That's right. What is your value? What you you better value? understand what that looks like. I Again, the hurricanes gave an agency a lot of opportunity to go out and do cool stuff. When a hurricane would hit, because I've been through five, our producers would come in with chainsaws. They would then go to the clients, help cut them out. Yeah. Those clients will not leave you. Absolutely. They, because they're watching this producer that they've dealt with that has trust help them actually move weight and work with them. Not everybody's going to have that opportunity. Right. But man, when you do, like in a claim situation, maximize it. But like the Sheridan, have all, already think through the Absolutely. steps, the process. Yeah. So, you know, Midwest, tornadoes. Hit and miss could be your area, could not be, but already think through. If this happens, here are the steps we already know we can take. We don't have to think about what to do. We pull it out. We say, this is what we do. Vehicle from a fleet gets in a Could be flood. Could be, I mean, any of those things that your clients could experience are opportunities for you to give them a great experience in, in a claim. Nobody wants a claim. That's right. Right? And when they have it, what are you going to do to help make that better? Your chainsaw ideas, apps. I mean, well, easy. I mean, that's right. And how did they feel? Yeah, and and, and, and I think those, you're like, right. They will not forget that. They won't. They, they, I mean, and and I think that as an agent, we are in a position to provide that because we know our clients better than anybody else does. So if we can maximize the knowledge of that to help shift that, you're going to have much better retention overall. And your clients are going to be become your super advocates. Absolutely. So. And by the way, that's one of those touches is who else do you know that would benefit from our services? And it's like you're not even re- – I mean, the, the challenge is this. In insurance agency, you have a lot of different places that you can touch the client. So you're not like reinventing or, or manufacturing places. All you're doing is saying instead of doing X only, we're going to do X and this little X additional touch, mm-hmm. right? Right. Let's make it a little bit special. Yep, absolutely. Well, great topic, Steve. I love I, talking about it. I do too. Well, uh, everybody, thanks for listening. And if you get a chance, if you liked what you heard, uh, go ahead and leave us a uh, rating and review on wherever you find this podcast. Uh, that really does help us get the word out to others. And if you've got friends or other agencies, uh, personnel that you know that haven't been listening to it and you think they might find some value, we certainly would appreciate your referral to them. That's my touch point for you. That's right. I <laughs> hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds. Send us your questions and comments. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio Software helps agencies save time and money by turning the application and renewal process into digitally enhanced online forms. To learn why over a thousand agents use Indio, go to www.useindio.com/podcast.